What's going on, guys? It is your boys again, back with another podcast. What's up, everyone? So, we have actually kind of almost kept our word that we're going to be doing it uh, weekly-ish. We were supposed to do it Sunday, but, you know, stuff came up and we couldn't do it. Um, But yeah, and I want to preface this with hoping that everyone bears with me this podcast because... I have a huge cut in my mouth from um, a concert. Yeah, crazy stories. Anyways, so it's going to be a little bit hard for me to talk, but I mean, I don't think it'll make any difference at all. No, I think you're good, bro. So how you been, Steven? What's what's new? Pretty good, man. Um, I threw some axes yesterday. Oh. That was fun. You know, like archery places, but yeah, just for axes. Yeah. That was pretty badass. Awesome. Um... Yeah, I've been good, you know, just working, throwing axes, nothing new. You? Okay. You know, I've been working, um, uh, you know, trying to make moves, dude, trying to make moves, trying to make money moves. You know? Got you, yeah. But yeah, so, um. I feel like a lot has happened. Yeah. In yeah. the world. A lot has happened in the world. This podcast, um, podcast going to get a little dark i guess uh so many of you guys know rap the rapper mac miller one of my like favorite rappers i always listen to him um he overdosed about a week ago i, I would say yeah mm-hmm. about a week ago yeah um i don't think they said what he overdosed on yeah i was but about to ask i, I think I was think it heroin I, I, I don't know i don't I think know. i heard someone say that yeah and, anyways he overdosed um and what's crazy is, like, I was literally just thinking about, like, the conversation me and you had about, like, opiates and stuff, and, like... With, like, the dangers of them? Yeah, and just, like, how, like, everything is just so, like, commercially available and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, thinking about, like, how all these, like, big celebrities are just so... I, like, I know how they're available to all these drugs, but the question I have is, like what's so bad that makes them all have to go into it yeah it could be that it's just like part of the culture like once you make it like you're pretty far into the business um it's just something that happens like everyone else does it so maybe that's why you know they get into it it's just i don't think it's expected of them but maybe it's just uh I don't know. They just follow the footsteps of other rappers or something. I don't even know. Yeah, because I feel like sad though. There's like, well, definitely in the rap community, there's a culture of drugs. I mean, um, look at Lil Peep. I mean, I don't, you don't really know who Lil Peep is, but you know who about him, right? And yeah, not too much. But again, yeah. Lil Peep is like, I mean, he was always was talking about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, so was Mac Miller in some ways. Like in his last album, he was always talking about like his depression and how. He was turning to the wrong things, and then and he had a music video of like, um, him in a casket. Oh yeah, it was a self care music video, and it like really got me thinking. I was like, as a normal person, I don't really have like the, the way to support someone through this, like especially yeah. someone that's a celebrity. Yeah, because I mean they're going through things that we don't even like understand probably. Like, the stress and the, yeah, just the lifestyle in general, I feel like it's just 
really like specific things that they live that we just don't know yeah and then it i just always i don't know it's like really hit me hard when it happened just because it was like a rapper that i always listened to throughout like not only of like middle school Mm -hmm. but like most of high school like the divine feminine was like my favorite album of all time really i always like tell people about the album tell them how like the beginning like the song congratulations the song that like first brought the the first song of that album is like amazing Mm -hmm. i always i don't know it's just sad to see like all these young ass people like dying of drugs like i don't know how old old people is but mac well pretty six that's wasn't little peep younger yeah he was younger yeah younger but mac miller was 26 and yeah, that's, that's young crazy. enough like, no i always one... thought he was older just because mac. mac miller just because how old was he like when we were in middle school then i mean probably like 18 yeah right had to be i thought he was in his 20s when we were in middle school yeah dude he was pretty young yeah and then yeah i just think that's like yeah so that's one thing that happened this week so, just real quick, do you think rappers get to a point, like, in their fame that it's just super stressful, super, um, they feel a lot of pressure, so they turn to drugs because other rappers do? Or do you think rappers in general already have, like, personal issues, and they become rappers to, like, be able to express them? I don't really think you can uh, categorize it with like that i don't think you can categorize it i think it's different for everyone i think there is a culture behind it and there's definitely like more drug use and um addiction in the rap community Mm -hmm. than there is in the um like normal community of music but i also think that's because it's more talked about in the rap community and the songs that they talk about, or, like, the things they talk about in rap, especially, like, underground rap and, um, like, Lil Peep was and, like, mm-hmm. like, um, like the goth rap that Lil Peep was in and, um, like, the sad rap and, like, the, the slower rap that Mac Miller was kind of mm-hmm. categorized as for his last two albums. Um, I think those specifically have, like, a bigger culture of it because of the depression and the and like the the emotions going into it Mm -hmm. um and the fact that in just in general rappers are more willing to talk about um, crazy shit like crazy stuff and drugs and such because they don't have to like the that's their fan base like their fan base is like not necessarily like drug addicts but their fan base is used to that yeah yeah Yeah, that's true and but like with like with like rap or not with like artists like ariana grande or katie perry no if they were like oh they were like saying they're gonna fucking sip lean or something it'd be be a totally different story because my dog is fucking barking it's cool it's all right it's because of the audience i feel like that they have um yeah and i definitely think that the audience definitely differs because like i said like that's just something that is like a known thing in the rap community. It's like drugs, alcohol, mm-hmm. girls, whatever, you know? Um, but especially like what I don't understand, it's always, I mean, I feel like weed is always a part of it. Like forever. It's been like that forever. But I just don't understand why it gets like uh, like Xanax and lean and like all those drugs. Yeah, there's no way there's a fucking fighter pilot up. Is that going to? 
ruin the audio. Nah, we're good. Um, no, but I think that's also, like, a thing. Like, it definitely... I mean... That's also, like, yes, I think weed has all these um, perks. And I think it's definitely going to help us in the future. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going towards that state. But it's not good for everyone. Mac Miller said he was, like, a paranoid person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that did not help him at all. Weed? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. It's, it it's definitely not for everyone. Yeah. And, I mean, so... But that's not a problem, though, like, like talking about weed. But I feel like um, <laughs> uh, making, like, a Xanax and, and coding and all these, like, dangerous drugs, like, making them popular, I feel like that's an issue. Dude, I feel like so much is going on this podcast. Yeah, dude, so much is going on. All right. Yeah, we got a Ryan's dog. An air We got the Air Force. The Air Force. Doing just... some labs over yeah, us. Dude. Um, yeah, but I think that's definitely, I mean, I don't really, I'm not going to say I know anything about the rap community because I don't, I'm really uneducated, um, about the rap community. Just what we hear. Yeah, but I definitely think that some of the stuff needs to be taken into some consideration of. Especially because a lot of like teenagers listen to it, like a lot of high school kids and, um, I mean, I feel like you're really impressionable. Like, when you're 15, and if everyone's, like, saying Xanax is cool, I mean, yeah, I don't think definitely. that's definitely helping 15, 16-year-olds and, like, the choices they make if their favorite artist talks about it oh, all no, the time. Oh, no, wait, no, definitely. I went to um, the Suicide Boys concert on Friday, and mm-hmm. it was an all-ages concert, which I don't think it should have been, first really? of all. Yeah, dude, just fucking... All-ages? Yeah, it was all ages, but I don't think it should have been. That sounds um, like a terrible idea. Yeah, there was like fucking. I saw some girl have a seizure. Like, Dang. yeah, it was it was intense. But what? um, um. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, my dog. <laughs> but no, like what you're saying about like being impressionable, like those kids are super impressionable. Yeah. Like, on like Suicide Boys. Mm-hmm. Because I saw like all of them wearing like FTP, all this stuff. And I don't think that's wrong. I don't think. You shouldn't be impressionable, but, like, some of, like, the messages that rappers put out, like, that's not something you want kids to be impressionable on. <laughs> but, yeah, I just don't think that's something, like, anyone should be impressionable on. Um, I definitely think there should be an influence, but... Well, but good influence. Yeah, but, like, good influence. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's with everything, but... Uh, yeah, especially with the rap community. Yeah, definitely. No, definitely, without a doubt. Yeah, um, but yeah, so that is something that happened this week. Um, another thing that ha- was this, I don't know if it was this week or last week, you know, I've been kind of late. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, Elon Musk smoked, uh, Backwood on a Joe backwood? Rogan podcast. I mean, did he though? Like, he just took a puff. I mean, he, he smoked it like a cigar, but exactly, still... Yeah. He still did it, you know. He still partook of it. I think that's good. Well, it's good that it's getting out there. Well, that he was willing to do it, like, that open, like, on a platform that so many people see. Um, because I feel like a lot of people that see him do it, they're like, okay, well, if Elon Musk, like, he's probably one of the smartest people alive right now. If he doesn't think it's going to kill you, like, a lot of people, I mean... I feel like people don't think it'll kill you now, like like they did before, but they still, 
a lot of people still think it's something terrible. And if yeah. someone as successful as him is doing it openly, I feel like that helps it. Yeah, openly. no, definitely. I think there's there's this weird stigma of weed in general, just of... I, d- I honestly think it's just people not in our time age. So I feel like the people in our time age kind of understand, like our generation, mm-hmm. kind of understand what it is, like what it does, what the goods and the bads of it. Um, but there's definitely some influence from like older generations. Well, like the stock drops five or seven percent, five to seven percent, I think. Yeah, definitely. Right after that, that's all the Republicans. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, it's <laughs> a bunch of rich white dudes. Yeah. Um, no, I definitely think that has some definite influence on it uh, yeah. and, on, and on anything in general because, um, for example, uh, my friend, I'm not going to say names, but they are super, they listen to everything their parents say. And I don't think it's wrong to listen to your parents, although I am very different from my parents and I don't necessarily like agree with most of the things my parents say. I think it's wrong to listen to your parents at a certain point of your life. Like, completely wrong? Well, it depends, like, who, who you are and who your parents are. But by the time you're 18, 19, 20, 21, like, you're going to disagree with them, and that's okay. Like, cause, yeah, and you shouldn't keep trying to, like... Well, yeah, because you're an adult now. Like, it's not... Like, when you're 16 and they tell you how things are, I mean, it's kind of how it is, because you live with them. You have to yeah, go by like, the rules. Yeah. I mean, some people still live with their parents, have to go by the rules, but... I think in any healthy like relationship with parents, you should be able to discuss things. That's a problem with and a lot I, of parents that are assholes. Yeah, and I mean, I think at this point in our lives, like there's some things that we just know more than our parents about. Like a lot of things, yeah. actually, probably. Like yeah. I'm not saying I'm probably I'm just gonna be honest. I think my parents know more than me. In general. In general, about life mm-hmm. because they've experienced twice as much, like thirty years more than yeah. I have, but. I think that that doesn't mean that they know more about certain things that I'm passionate about. Well, we're living like a different in a different time period too. Like we grow grew up like having computers around, having like DVDs. Like the technology was definitely like we were born with it, and they weren't. Um, a lot of social situations or. Things that are going on, like uh, gender, um, just things with, uh, yeah, trans, gay, um, drugs. Like, there's a lot of things that are think, pretty new, and like in our society, that they I think probably we know more about. Yeah, that the, no, without a about doubt. The, those things. Definitely. Oh no, without without a doubt. Definitely Again, no doubt. Definitely no doubt. Without back against my friend, but um. Oh, yeah. They always take into consideration, like, what their parents want them to do. Mm. But I think some of the things that they sh- they say mm-hmm. is flawed. Like what? Um, just, like, their opinions on, like, weed oh, okay. versus certain other things. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's a lot. Of yeah, but I still think that, like, I think so many, like, hardcore like god-loving conservatives and mm-hmm. this like people um this like group of just these very family valued people mm-hmm. i think they're missing out on something and mm-hmm. i don't think that they can live their whole life without it and it's gonna like kill them if they don't experience like more of like a deeper 
meaning to something. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they're really missing the deeper meaning because I feel like a lot of people live in face value of what something is. So say like, for example, you live your life and you just want to go to church, mm-hmm. get a job, a stable job, and you want to have kids, have a wife. Me, I don't see myself doing any of those things. I see myself probably having a kid and a wife because I like that connection. But I don't see myself living like a job where I'm going to be like doing the same thing every day or having this like stable lifestyle. And I also don't see myself um, going to church, obviously, but Mm -hmm. that's like known. But I feel like there's a value, a depth that has been taken away from like the hardcore conservatives and the people who think so much about like society and mm-hmm. societal norms. Yeah. I think that's really like taking a toll at the experience of life. Yeah, that's true. Um Yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of it like we're in a weird time cuz now I feel feel like in the next few generations it's going to be like a complete twist of how people look at things like i feel like our generation is the one that's like the first like to experience like a really big change Mm kind of like how our parents experienced the internet i feel like we're experiencing experiencing like uh the societal internet yeah like the societal change of values the societal change of religion the societal change of gender norms, the societal change of sexuality. Mainly people thinking for themselves, I feel. Yeah, that's really important because another example I'd like to give to that is the fact of um, sexuality. Mm -hmm. Um, I think some people take this whole, like, being open with your sexuality at, like, for granted. Mm -hmm. And some people, like... It's becoming like a societal norm to be different, you know, like pansexual, whatever, yeah. gay, bi, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but so sexuality is so much more complex than like what we've created it into. Being gay or straight. Yeah, like so, so, like um, for example, I took an anthropology class. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, mm-hmm. but it, um, my anthropology teacher was explaining to me like the sexual spectrum. Mm-hmm. And how like not only, not not one single person is completely like full on heterosexual or full on gay. Like you you may not experience those things in your life. You may not, um, and I may not. I probably won't. But you probably won't like experience being gay or doing anything with someone of the same sex. But there's still like a value of appreciation towards For, the same sex okay all right I, and I like 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 i look at you and i think you're an attractive male i don't think that makes me gay for saying that i think it does okay maybe maybe let's no, talk yeah, after the it, podcast anyways but no i don't think that no, makes yeah, me that's gay. in that way i think that's true because i i think it's weird like i thought it was always weird when there's that that guy that you're like, oh yeah, I think that that dude's like pretty attractive. Like someone would say that, and they're Dude, like, oh, shallow, you're you're gay. Yeah. And then they would get like super uncomfortable, and like, yeah. Now I feel that. But like, 
but I also think that it's turned into something that's a societal norm for us to experience that we have been trained through from birth mm-hmm. that when you are born you're if you're a man you're gonna like girls yeah. obviously nowadays there's like oh you could be gay like it's fine yeah, no. but mm-hmm. you're not trained to be gay and you're not trained to be super open-minded about those things mm-hmm. and that's where i think we have this advantage because now we can start being more open about it and people experiencing what human sexuality is actually about and not being like trained mentally to be overly straight than they already are or overly gay than they already are and just experience it for what it actually is. Do you think like without think influence, like without people um, telling you how to dress, like guys dress like this, girls dress like this, guys act like this, girls act like this, without any of that, do you think most people would still be the way we are? Like most people would be straight or do you think like people would just do like whatever they like you know like bisexual or there'd be more gay people i mean i don't necessarily at this moment in time i don't disagree with like the way men dress and the way women dress and having like that difference Um, i'm I'm cool with that like i don't care i mean it's not like a i kind of like it yeah i think it gives definitely like the sex that you have some um guidance yeah like an identity but i don't think it's important i don't think that if a guy were to wear like a crop top or a guy wears some really tight pants or whatever Mm -hmm. that it's gonna change anything about them and i don't think that it matters if they do that and i think they they should be able to do whatever they feel dress however they feel because then i feel like if you're not able to if you can't break those social norms and dress a different way then Mm -hmm you're truly not free, you know? Okay, so this is, like, my question. So let's say really complex, there are no norms. Like, okay. everyone, you're cool. Like, you can dress however you want. No one will even look at you. Do you think more people <clears throat> would dress like that? Like, they're just hiding it? Or do you think um, it would I be almost the same, like a small I think percentage? right now, I mean, so if you were to take the norms away at this point and everyone were, were to already have experienced those norms, or there would just be no norms in general? No norms. Um, I think there would definitely, it would, at first, it would be different. Mm-hmm. And it would be very, like, mixed of, like, who dressed in what, whatever. Yeah. But I feel like it'd grow back into the social norm that we already have. Really? Like, it's inevitable? I th- I mean, I personally think so. But I mean, that also ties know. in with religion and culture. and culture. So, say people in, like, France or somewhere where it's really normal to be feminine as a male. Mm. Um, like, that's just normal for them. You know, mm-hmm. like like dressing in super short shorts to the. Oh yeah, but beach. I I feel like that's more like fashion though. Like it's not like sexuality. I don't think I don't think sexuality and fashion. I think they have their societal norms that create what they are, but I don't think that they correlate in the grand scheme of things. I feel like you can you can be gay and dress completely normal like a normal man. Or I mean, you can I know be a lot of bisexual and dress a really girly girl, or you can be completely straight and wear a crop top. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like there's it's so complex. I don't think you can really label it down to something. Yeah. Do you think you can? Maybe eventually. I feel like eventually, not, not right now. I feel like there's no way there's we could like. You'd have to go into the minds of every single person individually 
and I don't think that's possible for you. I wonder why that is. I never thought about that. Like, why there's gay guys that dress like like they're straight, and why there's other people, um, gay or bisexual or whatever, and they dress like completely like, just like the other sex, like the other gender. Um, I think it's. I wonder what that is. Who they hang around. Who like they? Maybe it's just like all how you're influenced. Yeah, I think it is how you're influenced, but. I also feel like in this norm, gay people are more feminine on, like, the regular because... They can? Not because they can. Well, yes, because they can. Obviously, that's a good factor into it, but I think it's because, um, well, specifically, like, my brother. He has guy friends. Um, he's gay. He has guy friends, but he's always been more around girls because that's who he feels more comfortable with because he's not um interested in girls and he can't really relate with the average um heterosexual male Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah like i was talking to this with two of my friends and they were like saying like yeah like we make gay jokes or we you know like Mm -hmm. i guess like the normal guys in our society do like we're gonna we're gonna definitely like talk sh- not 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 talk shit but we're gonna like we're make joke jokes around. yeah like joke around dark jokes whatever and i imagine being a gay person and finding out or not finding out or just experiencing like a bunch of your friends whether you've came out or not a bunch of your friends like joking around about something that's not a joke to you yeah and so that's probably why they feel more comfortable hanging around with girls Mm-hmm. Because there's the more la- there's the more amount of empathy, there's the more amount of um, like acceptance. Acceptance. There's more amount of femininity yeah. and being interested in males than the average guy, and that's why um, like really um, masculine lesbians have a lot of guy friends also because yeah. they don't want like the femininity. They want like the toughness like that yeah, like they wanna, straight guys they yeah. want to appeal to girls like a guy would appeal to a girl yeah mm-hmm. you know and i think it's the same for maybe guys guys want to appear to guys how women would appear to guys mm-hmm. if yeah. you're homosexual or you're bi or whatever i'm not saying just that for everyone but yeah, yeah. i think that definitely ties into it and definitely takes a big difference in the way people hold themselves and the way people act dress yeah and like what you said that um gay guys would prefer or a lot of them would prefer to hang out with girls that's something that like that's just based on personal experience yeah no but it's true like a lot of people say there's no difference between the genders but that there's a really clear difference in how guys and girls act like straight guys and straight girls like girls are way more accepting um sensitive like they like, yeah, there's just way better than guys with that. But, yeah, and I mean, there's pros and cons to everything. In yeah, but, genders. like, some people, like, really say that there's no no difference. Like, I if you choose to be a guy or choose to be a girl, like, we're not even talking about physical differences, which are really obvious. Difference. But, yeah, just how... Maybe they've been trained. Not trained, maybe. maybe they've been cultured into it. Well, yeah, it's like nature versus nurture. Like, I don't know which one it is, but we are different. Probably both. Guys and girls are, yeah, both. We're definitely, different. we're definitely different. Like, there's no, um, yeah, I mean, that's why, I mean, people get mad at that, but, like, that's why 
women have been just moms for a really long time. Yeah. I think now it's good that they have, like, other options, but they have been just moms because they're way better than guys at it, like, taking care of a kid. Yeah, and it's such That's why the woman nature. stays, like, in the house. Like, it's, I mean, I guess some people, like, Not take now, offense to yes, that. but back then, the society... But it's for a good that. reason. Yeah, but I definitely think that they should... Yes, I agree with you on almost all senses, and they are more likely better than it. Obviously, there's cases of where it's not mm-hmm. like that. I'm just saying, like, average. But on average, yes. Um, but I agree with you. And I think that it's a really sketchy thing to bring up because of the whole feminist movement. But it's yeah, not right. wrong. But it's true. It's, like, it's completely, like, biological that mm-hmm. I'm assuming if you – I can't really speak for a girl because I'm not one. Um, but if you have had a baby, like – connected to you for the past nine months you're obviously gonna have a lot more emotional connection with it than and girls are just more emotional to start with yeah like just and that's not to say that women shouldn't be paid the same as men like they shouldn't be able to get a degree they shouldn't be able to work but these are just like facts i feel that's a lot of people take offense yeah for no reason yeah no i definitely i definitely agree with you it's definitely something that um should be spoken about more often and I definitely think that it's it's not a problem, I don't think, but I think it's very much, like, factual that mm-hmm. it's, like, it's facts. I mean, you, you can't really disagree with I mean, with apparently you can. A lot of people do, but I don't know what the argument is, but... Yeah, I mean, I think there just needs to be, like, like me and you have, is this, like, even-handed understanding of you can have those biological reasonings for things. Mm-hmm. But also have those societal differences that you want to make. That was pretty slick how you threw in the even-handed. Hell yeah, dude. No, that was cool. um, but yeah, I think that you can have those biological differences between male and female. But also have the societal choice to figure out where you want to lie in the spectrum. I don't think you should be no. forced to... If you're a woman, you should be forced to uh, take care of the kid. Or if you're a male, you should be forced to make the money or you should be forced to mm-hmm. well that's a good thing about like our time one our time is like because i know there, i'm never the you masculine have a choice. one <laughs> <laughs> you're never the masculine yeah i'm never the masculine but we one. have a choice we do like, have a that's, choice that's i think that's thing. the main thing is that we get the choice to do those things mm-hmm. the main thing i feel to say like i've said this before already but just like explaining all of this, I really do think we're in the best time we've ever, like we've ever had. I th- yeah, but I think there's still room for improvement. No, definitely. There's always going to be room for improvement, but just the acceptance, the options you have. Um, Personally, we're at the best time. Yeah, I think we are. I do think that we are in the most developed time ever. Ever. But, um, the way I see things, I hate societal norms. And I don't know if that's because of, like, how open-minded I am. And I'm very open-minded. I'm a very, very open-minded person. I'm very open to many things in life. Like what norms? Like norms of religion. I definitely agree with religious bias. That's something I always preach. Like, I preach it to my friends. I preach it to my parents. I preach it in general because I think that's a very big problem. Um, Like, religious bias, I think it definitely takes away some factual evidence to things. And it... Mm-hmm. totally is a dishonest way of choosing your opinion um yeah things like that 
and then also things like the societal stigma around happiness and that people should be happy. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think happiness is great. And I, I'm so, if you want to be happy your whole life, go ahead. I'm not going to stop you. But I personally, in my personal opinion, I don't think happiness can be experienced without the experience of sadness. And I think having some sadness in your life is good because it makes you appreciate the happiness more. And I feel like a lot of people, like like for specifically in religion, you go to heaven for eternal happiness. Mm-hmm. I would never want to experience that. Because once happiness is eternal and that's the only thing you experience, you forget what it feels like and it's not happiness anymore. It's just a monotone emotion. Mm-hmm. That's true. You need something to compare it to. And that's why, oh, dude, that's why I disagree with religion so much because they all experience this whole eternal happiness. Let's always be happy forever after we die mm-hmm. if you follow these commandments or whatever you do. But I think having a little bit of heartbreak and having a little bit of sadness and depression and having a little bit of these mix of emotions, anger, stress, it makes you really appreciate when you do have something like happiness in your life. Mm-hmm. It definitely, I really think that it's really important that you experience multiple emotions before you can experience this one emotion of happiness. Because happiness is the ultimate goal, but I don't think it should be experienced at all times because then you lose the value of it. You can't. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. It's just like, like in a less intense way to explain it. If you're sitting, um, you're just on your couch watching TV, but that's what you do all day. It's almost like it makes you sad that you're yeah. not doing anything. But when you get if home, you work, yeah, or you like you're chasing your goal, your dream, whatever. Once you get to get home and do it, and then you sit down on your couch and watch TV, that's just gonna feel so good because it's like you earned it. You struggled, and then you deserved the break. Yeah, you experience these emotions of stress, heartbreak whatever you went through throughout the day Mm -hmm. and then you get to come home at the end of it and then experience happiness and serenity and calmness yeah and i think that's something that is very taken for granted for is the fact that as much as happiness is important so is sadness and it's something you don't don't want to say yeah he says like there's no light side like without the dark side and like it sounds like pretty intense like that, but that's that's it. Like for something as intense, it would just be, it would just be the side. It would yeah. wouldn't be a side. It would just be one thing. No. Yeah. And who wants to experience only one emotion throughout the rest of their eternity? Yeah, that's why like most religious um, texts or scriptures are pretty flawed, just because of that. Like, I feel like that wasn't really thought of whenever they were being it's, written. It's complex. Yeah. And I definitely have disagreed with certain people on it. I've gone to arguments about it, like with the friend I told you about at work. Mm. Um, I don't think we've ever argued specifically on this, but I argue the fact of religion based on this, like, this point, mm-hmm. specifically. I mean, a lot of people think that our society wouldn't be the same without, like, well, our society, like, our Western society wouldn't be the same without um, Catholicism. Like, that we need it, and that's why in the Middle East... It's not as developed because their religion isn't like as developed as ours. I feel like it's it was very good for the development of our society, and it definitely gave us some structure. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now we're in a time where, if religion went away, we would be almost We'd be fine. fine. We'd be fine. And if, uh, I think it should be a gradual experience, not all at once. Everyone just erase the religion from their mind, because then I feel like people would be 
ethically different. Mm-hmm. But I mean, specifically me, I'm very ethically stable and I'm very good with my ethics and I have really great ethics and I think I'm ethically correct, mm-hmm. but I am very immoral. Immoral in the sense of I don't do things for my morality. My morality is based upon doing things for God. Or doing well, but things wouldn't for that higher... make you moral for your like yourself? Because I've, morals, like morals, can mean anything. Like it just depends who establishes them. Yeah, I mean, so morals based off what? Like morality is like the. Morality is more concerned with um, the way you conduct yourself and um, what's goodness and what's righteous mm-hmm. and what's what's right. To you. It's not to you. The main definition from, um, like, the base definition, like, the Greek def- definition of morality mm-hmm. is based around God. So, therefore, it's not based around my personal opinion. And that's why I call myself immoral. And that's why but then I- it depends what religion, too. Because what, what is God? Exactly. And that's what makes it complex. But um, with, like, the societal norm of what God we have, um, I think that that's what makes me immoral. But I'm ethically correct. Mm-hmm. And my situational ethics are far more improved than a lot of the people I know. And I take yeah. into consideration of what I am and the kind of person I am. And take that into every position that I'm in. So I take my ethics and I make sure I'm doing the right thing based on the situation I'm in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because like, like if you think about it, how many people do we know that are super religious that are racist? A lot. Like that no, makes no sense. Like it really makes no sense. Yeah, it's because it's very, um, it's very, what's a word? It's very... Uh, dude, I can't think of the word. Mm. It's very, it, not, it's complex, but it's very hypocritical. Oh, okay. Well, Sorry, yeah, I don't know 100%. why I can't think of that word. Yeah. Um, it's very hypocritical because religion is supposed to be something that's around being caring and mm-hmm. loving and God, and if God loves all his children. But then you get into these things of like these super religious people. Yeah. Like like a lot of the people I know, like these hardcore Christian conservatives, they love everyone and they're like, oh, but I disagree with being gay. Like, yeah. if you disagree with something, that means you have something against it. Because I, I never understood. Like, I still can't wrap my head around that. Like, a lot of people do seem like they're genuinely nice, good people. But I, I still don't understand. And it doesn't seem like they're, they're actually really educated. Which, like, I don't understand why they can't, like, reason and, and just think, okay, like, they seem like they're good people, too. That guy just likes other guys. So, is that actually that bad? or It's, it's because of the fact that they have been brought up in these societal norms and these commandments and these, like, rules that they have to follow throughout their whole life. That anything beyond that and anything that's outside of it is just very complex to them and they just would rather just stick inside their norms and be like, give their reasoning to God. And that's something I disagree with, and that's why I don't partake in religion, is because I can't be in a religion. When I was Mormon, this is going to get really personal. When I was Mormon, 
it killed me to know that the whole religion that I was like around didn't dislike my brother because they they weren't bad people. They didn't dislike my brother, but didn't didn't agree with his decisions. Mm-hmm. And I did so much research on like gays in the Mormon Church and like seeing like what it's like. Because there are right. Yeah, there are, and it's a value of loving to an extent. And I think that they'll say as much as they can of we love everyone and we we God loves all His children until it becomes reality and they have to deal with it. And once this person's not making the decisions that is righteous towards God, it becomes something that is very um, stigmatized and unliked because it's a sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can't look my brother in the face and be like, oh, you're sinning because you love a boy. And I know, and I've known you your whole life. And like, I've known that you've been gay your whole life, even before you came out. And I... I'm telling you that you're sinning because of a choice that you don't get to pick. And it's like super like I'm really passionate about this because this is like one of my driving factors of leaving. And I feel completely stupid for ever joining. Not stupid, but I feel completely uneducated for ever joining because I didn't take these things into consideration. And I joined based on selfish reasons and doing it for myself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a lot of what religion is about is your selfish um, thought of doing it for yourself so you end up in the right place after you die yeah no that's really it's just like out of Sorry, fear I just went in on right i just went in right there it really is out of fear though that's, i think that's it how is. it is i just scared of what's to come what life is what what happens after death like all these things and they just i mean it just sounds nice that they have the answers this church just has it all figured out and if you do whatever we tell you you're gonna be good so then they just live their life, don't question anything, so they stop drinking coffee, Yeah, and they're saved. Yeah, and I think that's something that is so close-minded, because I don't think if there was a God, he would take us, like, not accept us because we didn't follow those norms. No. I feel actually... If you give us the reason to think, like you said last podcast, Mm -hmm. there should be no reason why you get mad when we think differently than you do. Exactly. And if if anything, it would be the people... um, Like, it it sounds like so ironic, but the religious people are actually the people that are the worst. Because um, what do you think God cares about more? That you drink... That you decide to drink coffee or not, or, or that you're excluding um, a certain race or a certain group of people because they're gay. Like, what do you think? God is going to be like, oh, yeah, that was really good. Like, you, that coffee would have really fucked you up, but thank God you're fucking excluding a whole group of people. Like, that was really good on you, Ryan. Like, yeah. What, that would be so ridiculous. Like, if they really think God is like that. Yeah, like, that's all what it is. Like, God is supposed to be, like, eternal love, eternal happiness, understanding, like, any good quality you can name. So how is excluding people a part of that? Exactly. And I'm not excluding the thought that there could ever be a God because I can't say that there isn't if I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excluding the thought process of what the societal norm and definition of God is and what... Um, what factors it plays into the kind of people that mm-hmm. support him are. Yeah. 
And I think that's something that definitely needs to be criticized because without criticism, you cannot develop. Religion has been criticized throughout forever, and I think it's it's aging into a more accepting period. Yeah. Like, specifically, I mean, I always talk about the Mormon church, but the Mormon church didn't allow black people into the church for even oh, after right. slaves were abolished. It was, like, past the 60s. Yeah, that's crazy. And I think it was because they were criticized and mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, I disagree with the fact that it happened in, at all because, first of all, that's just that's a basis for, like, hypocrisy and that's a basis for mm-hmm. hatefulness. And, and I feel like churches should be the first to accept people, though. That's what's so crazy to me. Like, um, anyone that's discriminated, I feel like churches should have, like, open arms to them not exclude them too that's just something i can't like wrap my head around it's really complex and it's really really stupid yeah it's really confusing because how can you tell someone like throughout their whole process of growing up that they are to be accepting and loving of people but not understanding yeah unless they're not like you but i don't think it's but that's what makes it complex i don't think that they're told not to love people in the church mm-hmm. obviously there comes parents who are just bad influence on their kids mm-hmm. and tell them like what right and wrong is in air quotes um but i don't think it necessarily um means anything in the sense of what the true religion is about and that's why i look at to it as such a complex thing because the religion says to love everybody and it doesn't say to hate gays or hate black people they just people choose just to. choose to do that because they have a reasoning for it because it's in the bible they have a reasoning to disagree with it because the bible says that you're only supposed to marry this person and what i would say whatnot. like and i still don't understand it might, it might sound rude but why would you give a fuck what the bible says like do you think you should really listen to people that were alive a few thousand years ago like do you think exactly. they're, they're more intelligent than we are now i feel like an average college kid for <laughs> now point. knows more about life the world complexity universe than the people that were writing the bible yeah like an average college kid yeah definitely but we still follow it we follow i think they follow it because it's like we said earlier yeah, but just the, the limited understanding of life in general that they had back then. Like, the Bible, was the, the original version is written on animal skins. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just like, it's mind-boggling, dude. Uh, you would base whole your life, whole life yeah. off of a, a book. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to base my whole life off a book, it should be 12 Rules of Life by Jordan Peterson, not the Bible. Yeah, and even then, like, I, I would hope that in 2,000 years... Like, damn, did you read the 12 Rules of Life? That shit was, like, so... Mind-changing. Like, no, no, like, they look at it, and they're like, it's so mediocre compared to what we have now. Yeah. Like, I hope it's like that. Like, okay. we don't just stick to something just because it's always been like that. I hope, like, the philosophy and psychology, like, evolves in the future that we can say, like, well, the 12 Rules of Life, like, that would change a lot of people's lives, like, in 2018, but in... The year 4,000, like, we have so many new things, so many new perspectives. I just really hope it's like that. We keep evolving. I hope we do keep evolving because I feel 
without evolution and without this able ability to growth, there's no reason for anything. Mm-hmm. Like you can't have depth into something if you can't grow it. Yeah. Like there's so much more depth than people understand, and I always preach open-mindedness mm-hmm. and i always preach being able to be open-minded towards whatever and then make your opinions upon your open-mindedness because yeah. i feel like you can't make an opinion without experiencing both sides like i can't tell you religion is wrong without experiencing religion mm-hmm. first and you can't tell me the same we mean you have, are both very lucky to have experienced a life with religion yeah. and experienced a life without religion. And that's mm-hmm. we're in that stage without religion, and I don't think either one of us is going to go back to religion. No, I don't think but, so. Um, See, but that's the thing. Like, I think you can be spiritual without being religious. Um, like having your own spiritual practice, even if it doesn't follow like Buddhism or Hinduism, like just like your own meditation or yoga, I think that's enough to be like in contact like with your inner self, like, not to sound like hippie but no i think that's like that's an important part too like you don't need to go to church to be spiritual no definitely um and i feel like that too like that's evolving a lot to where meditation like isolation tanks yoga like all these things are getting like more psychedelics like more well known that there is other ways that i mean arguably are way better to understand yourself and life than the bible the quran yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yes. we we are in the age of information, so I think we are evolving in that sense, at least. Yeah, and back to what I said about open mindedness, like I do preach that, and I think it should be preached amongst everyone. I think your parents shouldn't grow you up to teach you all these societal norms and values. I think they should teach you to be open mindedness, and then base your opinion upon your open mindedness. Mm-hmm. So if you experience if you're against drugs, how can you be against drugs if you haven't experienced them? Mm-hmm. Or at um, least have, like, a good education. Yeah, like, a good, like, yeah, like specifically shrooms and LSD. Mm-hmm. So many, like, hardcore conservatives are against it because it changes your state of mind and it makes you crazy in air quotes and it makes you... It'll trip forever. Yeah, and all these, like, weird things that are most of the time unfactual. Um, Almost all the time. But they've never experienced it. And I feel like if they've experienced it and had the same experiences that we've had throughout life, Mm -hmm. their opinion would be different. And that's why I can't tell anyone their opinion's wrong unless I definitely have factual evidence to prove it's wrong. Yeah. But if it's just an opinion, there's no wrong opinion. I can't look at you right now and be like, you're ugly. And that be the right right opinion. Because you may think you're not ugly. Or you may think... You may think I'm ugly or... Like perspective, know? too. And and another thing is that there are so many different definitions to these terms we give things. Bad. Bad has several definitions. Bad can mm-hmm. be used in a sense of harmful. Bad can be used in the sense of unsocietal. Bad can be used in the sense of good yeah, right. in some ways. But... Language is really limited. Yeah, language, exactly. And I think that's where we bring in this human emotion and this human um, spectrum of opinion mm-hmm. to broaden these things. Because I feel back before now, and again, as we've said, we are in the best time in our life, we were not as open-minded as we are now. And I think it's very important that we are open-minded right now. 
Because without open-mindedness, again, you cannot completely Change. have a full opinion on something. Mm-hmm. You can't experience, you can't have a full opinion on God if you've never experienced life without him. Mm-hmm. You can't have a full opinion on drugs if you've never experienced them. Like, there's no way you can just, like, unless you have, like, factual research and evidence and so much data to back you up, mm-hmm. your opinion needs to be based upon experience. Yeah. Um, right now, I've been thinking a lot. I've been trying to meditate twice a day, lately just once. And, I mean, I think there's, like, a huge amount of benefit that can come from it. But I was thinking, because I always thought it was silly to pray. Um, I mean, I did, like, growing up, you know, being part of, like, growing up Catholic. But lately, like, I've I've been, like, reading studies that say they do the same for your brain. Praying and meditating, it puts you in the same place. It, it has just has so many benefits to you. And I don't know what that says, like... Like, why that is. Like, people... It's a thought of trying to get into a deeper meaning. Yeah, because it, it's definitely... I used to really think it was just silly to pray. Like, like it's just dumb. But I think it does, like, have benefit. It, like, even if there is a God or there isn't, just the, like, the act of praying and putting yourself in that state of mind, like, that has been shown to have, like, insane amount of benefits. So, I mean, who knows? Yeah, I think I definitely think that there's benefits to both, and again, with the whole open-mindedness, I I can't disagree with praying because there's obviously definitely probably evidence. There is, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I remember when I used to be religious and I used to pray, it definitely put me in the best mindset for whatever I was about to do, and that's why so many people pray before they do everything, before you eat, before you... Mm-hmm. play football or yeah. go into a football game and you know yeah I, I i think that's something really good that people like even if you're doing it like without following a religion like you're just like to the universe you're just asking the universe like no god or anything you're just really want things to go well and you like feel like connected like with you know your inner self a little more there's definitely like benefit to it so no, without a doubt, yeah. yeah. I think that's something that we should all be trying to experience. Yeah. Spirituality like... in general, like, even if you're not religious, I think that's something really important for everyone, really. I think it can benefit anyone. Um, yeah. I definitely agree. So, I think in conclusion, we can just kind of base this around, like, what this podcast is about and how we can try to influence in our own opinions that we've completely developed mm-hmm. to be even-handed, in a sense, or to be open-minded. Yeah, I mean, we talked a lot, like, what, what was this podcast mainly? Religion, society? Religion, society, political norms. Gender. Gender, whatever, everything. Yeah. I think it's everything. We, I think we can sprinkle a little bit of everything in there. We shouldn't be tied down to anything because we can use our even-handed thoughts and our even-handed and open-minded opinions to make our opinions and to develop this podcast yeah and like you see like how some things like cross over like it's it really is like being open-minded like be willing to think that you may not be right because i still think like that with things that i'm almost certain like almost a hundred percent sure that 
Um, meditation has great benefit to everyone. Psychedelics can really help our society. Like things like that, I'm almost sure of them, but I'm still willing to think that I might be wrong. You know, like, um, like always be willing to think that you're not 100% right, I think is important. I think it's just staying into the mindset of... Yeah, things can evolve, things yeah. can change. Uh, and just looking at, yeah, like the evidence, the anecdotal evidence. But yeah, that was a definitely a good talk, man. Yeah, so that's going to do it for this podcast. I want to thank everyone who is here right now for listening. If you've gotten this far, um, go ahead and follow us on uh, Twitter at the Even Handed PC. Um, we will be posting our podcast there. Uh, we'll be posting updates of when we're uploading and um, we'll be taking into consideration topics you guys would like us to talk about. And yeah, so this has been the Even Handed Podcast. Don't forget to stay open-minded, stay structured, and then stay you. All right, guys, have a great day.